there's been over a 20 to 1 return. If you had put that money into an S&P 500 and reinvested the dividends, you'd come up with something like $17 billion, but you think it's $200 billion. Here, yeah. You're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. These vaccines are highly, highly effective. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. They're really, really good against variants. Everyone who takes the vaccine is not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission uh, to other people and allowing society to get back to normal. Get your first shot, and when you're due for your second, get your second shot. Our key goal is to stop the transmission, to get the immunity levels up so that you get almost no, almost no uh, infection going on whatsoever. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. If you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized, you're not going to be in an ICU unit, and you're not going to die. If you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Anyone who is fully vaccinated can participate in indoor and outdoor activities, large or small, without wearing a mask or physical distancing. But what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. You know, we didn't have vaccines that block transmission. We got vaccines that help you with your health, but they only slightly reduce the transmissions. We need a new, new way of doing the vaccine. The level of virus in the nasopharynx of a person who's vaccinated and infected is the same level as the level of virus in the nasopharynx of an unvaccinated person. Reports from our international colleagues, including Israel, suggest increased risk of severe disease amongst those vaccinated early. And if you look at Israel, mm -hmm. which has always been a month to a month and a half ahead of us, they are seeing a waning of immunity, not only against infection, but against hospitalizations and to some extent death. The booster might actually be an essential part of the primary regimen that people should have. The plan is for every, every adult to get a booster shot. It's uh, clearly one of the best investments uh, I've ever been involved in. Hey. <laughs> Anyone there? Yes, I am here. <laughs> Where are you? What's Hi, Grant. You, you, you hear me now? Yeah. Yes, yes, I can. Mm. Uh, I don't know about oh, um, Grant. Max. Okay. Oh, sorry. You go ahead, uh, Ella. I, I was talking when um, I was muted. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, look, uh, I'm afraid I, have, I don't have good news. Um. When I hear, because I'm listening, I'm watching all sorts of news and I'm a little bit skeptic, usually. I'm afraid uh, this convoy is a trap. Uh, in Canada, for example, I just watched uh, news a few minutes ago and they instate uh, uh, the state of emergency, the army took over and they want to this uh, to send all the trackers home in Canada, and uh, if they don't comply, they are paying $100,000. They are stripped of their accounts, of their uh, um, assets, uh, and one year in prison. I just hear when he said if they don't leave now, they will be stripped and put in jail. 
Could you see that happening here? Uh, yes, I can. I can, and also it's about in um, uh, Australia. I, I heard some uh, uh, news about that too. They will do that, and uh, that explain why the army it's so massive in in uh, Wellington. So uh, we've heard reports of the, that the army. It's so in Canada. Now, yeah. I'm not sure if it's now or earlier, but I was saying, I watched now, it's uh, the declaration of the general, the state, I don't know his name, but anyway, it's a very um, uh, formal announcement. They declare in Canada state of emergency and army took over the streets. And uh, honestly, I, I am afraid this is a trap, uh, the movement to have a reason to install all over the globe the state of the emergency because they they see in, they lose the control uh, of the population with the vaccine because people will be very furious when they will realize they actually was full and they will die. And, um, and just they just get ready for the... Uh, angry people, and uh, they wanted this movement to uh, have a reason to instate state of emergency. I think this actually was the movement. Uh, the people are beautiful, but who idea was at the start, I think this was. I hope I'm wrong. I'm really, so really you, hope you I'm wrong. You think it's a honey, a honeypot type thing, sort of like a, a, a sting and, operation? To get yes. them all there, get all the troublemakers. Yes. yes. Get get them in yes. one place. Yes, and uh, so because uh, I don't know. No, they don't intend to arrest. They just intend to put martial law, state of the emergency, because they want uh, the people, when the army is on the street, the people have to obey it because it's state of emergency. War, Ontario. civil war. Or, or, civil, or civil, war. civil war, yeah. Ontario Premier Doug Ford declared a provincial state of emergency on Friday, warning protesters of severe consequences, including fines of yes. up to $78,500 yes. in prison terms. Prime yes. Minister Justin Trudeau vowed real consequences and an increasing ro ro increasingly robust police intervention. Yes. Uh, none of this seems to perturb protesters who've also targeted border crossings in Manitoba and Alberta, as well as Sarnia in Ontario. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, Ottawa Police Chief Peter Soley told reporters on Friday that intelligence suggests that the total number of trucks and demonstrators would be similar to last weekend, um, when some 5,000 and roughly, see, this is this is Washington Post, and, you know, 5,000, it's probably double that. It's probably way more. And roughly a 1,000 trucks flooded the city. Our message to you is to do not come, <laughs> he said, if you want to uh, commit unlawful acts. Well, they're not unlawful acts. Everyone, they, Canada is a constitutional monarchy. It's part of the Commonwealth. We have the right to petition, and we have the right to uh, meet um, and like we're doing. 
at, and we have the right to um, to be there in, in in our parliament, not in the building, but we certainly have the right to be there in that area in front of there of, of the parliament buildings to protest yes, do. against our government. Uh, mm. We do, we do have all the rights, but don't forget those are people, evil people that want to take control of the of the, the globe, and they are getting ready for a very very angry uh, population when they will find out they actually was condemned, you know, was um, injected with something that uh, really will make them sick, and. Um, mm. Uh, do you know about the Brussels? The people, the whole country, send uh, uh, trucks and Brussels. Br in know, Brazil? Say, or, or, no, no, Brussels. Brussels. Sorry, UN. UN. Oh yeah, and Brussels. UN. Yep. Yeah, Brussels. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. And they yep. send Sorry. and they got there this weekend, so it will be massive there from all uh, Europe country. The trucks are there from everywhere. I don't know how will happen what will happen there, but there will be a lot of trucks. So that will be a huge, a huge one. Really hope, really, really hope I'm wrong. And um, I hope we win because those people are too evil. I was just uh, watching tonight uh, uh, on my Netflix, how to be a totalitarian. So I was watching how they actually act and, and uh, lead. And I saw everything Jacinta did until now was exactly those steps to become a total, totalitarian. How they brainwash, how they play nice and popular and close to people until they hit. How to be a totalitarian. Yes, yes. It's a Netflix, it's a documentary documentary but it's very mm. very interesting and all the steps Jacinda did since she got first elected exactly that follow yeah it's textbook isn't it yes yes yeah and you look at Macron you look at Trudeau you look they at have her. the same school they it's have the, the same, same school yeah. Davos they are Schwab's Klaus Schwab's students so you can't mm. expect just evil you can't expect something else Mm. From them. Well, I hope um, I promised people that I would um, play the interview that John Ansell had with Brett Power. Um, yes. So I hope you don't mind. It's about um, 22 minutes. So I'm going to play it now if that's okay with you guys. I'm sorry. Uh, if, if anyone wants to have a talk before I play that, just um, just call in now uh, if you want to get, get away. Or Max, if you want to say some words before you uh, head off to bed or, or, or um, Ella. I'm just going to. Agree with what was being said there. Um, I can see that happening. Um, uh, the, there's talk of when they find out that they're going to be they're sick and that they're going to die. Uh, it's being said that we just stand back, the unvaxxed stand back, because the vaccinated who are going to die are going to be so angry. They're just going to be in a rage to get to whoever the uh, their target is. Um, yes. And with this Tertullian rule. They're going to be. They're going to know that that's coming. It's it's been said. So they're going to want some sort of a. They've got some play already. This whole thing's. They've already got this thing in a book of chapter one, two, three, four. How they're going to deal with it. But um, martial law. If martial law comes in, the, if the people are angry, um, are they going to really care? 
when, when you say martial law, by going into that those guns to get her, they're going to die anyway. They know that. So, are they going to really care? Is that going to stop them? Have when, the, has when, this Tatarian rule counted for that? Ella, when when we say martial law, does that mean the military, our yes, NZ defence force, or does it mean the police? Military. No, the military, the right. military, always martial law is military force, mm. and uh, with them, uh, the citizen have no rights. So when it's a state of the emergency, and uh, they install the martial law, the citizen have no rights. Do that you think the, the New Zealand armed forces will will obey Jacinda Ardern? Uh, I am afraid of something else. I'm sorry I'm so pessimistic tonight. That's right. Uh, I'm, af I'm afraid uh, she asked help to the Chinese. Hmm. It's points. just that the, the armed forces answer to the Queen. She's the head of the armed forces, and her representative here is the new Governor-General, Cindy, somebody. I can't remember her name. I'm sorry. Um, I usually keep up to up to date with it. The Queen is the, in the same, and it's in the same team with the globalists. So don't don't hope the Queen will do something about for us. Uh, she's in the same. She's maybe the one of the top of the globalists. Well, yeah. she's pretty old, and uh, certainly her son is Charles is uh, certainly in. And he he's there doing advertising for Klaus Schwab with his you know, great yes. reset. But um, I hold out hopes for the Queen, but then she is, you know, almost nearing 100, she's nearing 100 years old. So, Some people say um, he's not anymore. Hmm? The, Some people the say he's gone. At, the other point we've got to look at, don't mind me buttoning um, is That's right. how much of the military is jabbed as well. If they're jabbed yes. as well, then they're going to be angry as well. America's jabbed, well, New Zealand's look, jabbed, Australia's jabbed. Um, I think yes. the only countries that aren't jabbed in the world are China and Russia. They're the only countries that haven't mandated their military to be jabbed. And that's scary. Uh, you know, <laughs> sorry, you know no, in, China, in China, uh, the internet is very, very strict. I have my boys playing online some games and they speak in codes with the Chinese uh, players. And they said the Chinese military, they actually killed themselves and, and a big number. They refused to follow orders. And uh, um, military, uh, Chinese military are very uh, in trouble because they can't, uh, they kill, they kill who is not uh, uh, submissive, but um, they actually stay to be killed because they, it's very, they are very depressed and they refuse to follow orders. So they have a weak army at the moment. My son has a, a, a friend that he went through school with who's a policeman now. He, um, he's, he's been in it for a few years, and he said morale has never been so low in the New Zealand um, police force. Very low. Always, yeah. Um, and look, I've just got to just wanted to share with you, as I was coming back from the farm today, I stopped and my neighbour uh, whose niece, yes, his niece had been vaccinated. She was the one that ended up in the uh, ICU at Whangarei Hospital back in September after her first jab. She had a heart rate of 175 and she was shaking like she had Parkinson's, 14, very healthy girl. He said she's uh, just like a different girl. She's an angry little brat at the moment. Yes, affect the brain. 
yeah, he said, I, I said, I don't know whether it's the teens or what, but she used to be just lovely, bubbly girl, and now she's she's an angry wee thing. And and I hear, I hear a lot of reports about people that have been vaccinated, they change and they they, they, they turn nasty. Yeah, but because that is the purpose. That is the purpose to change. When when you Jason ahead, first got out, this COVID came on, you used to be able to see on stage that everyone around Jacinda was scared as hell. Yes. Bloomfield, uh, Kipkins, all of them were scared of hell as Jacinda. It was like they were walking on eggshells around her. You could visually see it. Hmm. Now they've fallen into a little routine. She's not going to bite them. But to start with there, she was like she had a gun to their heads, literally. And if they stepped out of line, she was going to blow them away. Now they've fallen into a routine. They're part of a team. They know what to do and know, know what not to do. They can walk around here comfortably. So I can believe that she, she's like a, a little she's – she's Hitler. And they've all got to fall under her reign or they're out in the of shot. So I can believe that she's an angry little thing, especially now that it's all going wrong. It's, um... Welcome, Brad. Good to have you back with us. Oh, he's come and gone. <laughs> I thought we had you there for a minute, Brad. You're welcome to come back in there if you like. I don't think he realised he went straight into the um, co-host area, but that's okay. If you're listening, well, I'm call back. I'm here for now, mate. My phone is getting almost 3%. It's slowly dying, so I'll keep going for as long as I can and then um, Okay, mate. I'll be well, that's out. very kind of you. Um, so what's it like now? You're, you're, um, are you just outside the Parliament Gardens? Are you back at your vehicle, are you? Um, yeah, I'm at the far end, uh, down by the beehive end, down the stairs, steep stairs at the back, down the side. Um, Have you got people with you? Uh, no, no. Oh, there's heaps of people parked in me. This mm. uh, We're parked off the road in a big sort of um, – it's a big area. There's probably about 20 cars up here just parked up here with um, uh, parking tickets on their windows. <laughs> right. How much is it? What, 40 bucks or something? 40 bucks, yeah. We're, we're off the road. So we're parking. I think in the. I'm not sure how much it is if you're in actual parking space, um, but mm. we're, we're, I've been given a thing. So I went around and registered that it's been done. They've got a registry here, and you give them the parking ticket number and all your details, and they've written mm. down what I need to say uh, plus tongue to Fenua to the council. I'll ring them up or something, and um, then once you say that, then it's just written off. Is it? So, you better uh, tell me what to do. I might have to become an honorary, um, and I'll just join your tribe if you don't mind. Would you have me? <laughs> well, Tongan Finn is just people of the land. Oh, so, but I want oh, to say that. I'm one of them. <laughs> after the first sentence of something or other. Um, you just have to say the magic word. Just write it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's what everyone, they're telling everyone to say. Uh, uh, just don't pay. Yeah. Uh, every step that's been taken here against us, they come up with a counter uh, countermand. Uh, against the government uh, that's, that's yeah. going on here. It's, it's a cat and mouse game. Um, but what they don't realise is in that office in there in Parliament, there's only a, two or three uh, people thinking. Out here, there's thousands of people thinking of ways, and these are all your experts of the land. They're all thinking of ways to countermand what Parliament's putting out. So... Um, Brad, are you down in Wellington? Oh. Are you in Wellington, Brad? Because you need to be speaking down there. You and John Ansel. Yeah, I am. I'm going to be here the um, whole time. So, uh, yep. Mm. 
You're there now, aren't you? Yep, absolutely. I'm just going to get a yeah, good on of you. sleep and then I'm uh, on yeah. security for the rest of the night. Oh, are you, uh, okay. So, oh, that's interesting. So, can you explain um, what's how it's organised with with amongst the um, the people at Parliament? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, the 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 organisation is evolving every single day. Um, we've uh, we've just got a bevy of um, different sort of skill sets that are coming together. Um, we we the convoy sort of struck gold. And we um, we sort of just jumped in there. I mean, everybody from every single group. You've actually got total unity for the first time, and it's um, you know it's it's getting towards humming on all cylinders. So it, it, it really is an awesome feeling down there. I, I can't I can't um, encourage more people to come down here enough to um, feel. My son said to me today. He he said because uh, I've said to him you know we, we better get down there he, and he and we've got animals we've got about fifty five cows we look after and, and sheep and all this and my neighbour who I thought well, she might be able to look after them because she used to own the farm she's had an injury a cow's uh, hit the gate and she's torn all the ligaments and the gate hit her so uh, but he said to me today that we've got to get down there we'll just get this little project we're doing at the farm and then he said we've got to get down there and it was so heartening for me to hear my 22-year-old son say that. Um, he was about to become second officer on foreign-going ships. He'd been studying since he was 17 years old at um, Auckland at Maritime School. Then he got a position at, uh, they had to retrain him, and he got a position on board a cruise ship. And he was in um, the Mediterranean. Uh, no, he was in the, um, the Caribbean when this whole thing broke loose in 2020. And um, then when they they got into the med and he realised once they wouldn't allow you in unless you were vaccinated in Malta, he could see what was going on. And uh, then he heard Boris Yeltsin, no, not Boris Yeltsin, <laughs> uh, Boris um, Johnson say um, that it's going to become increasingly more difficult for unvaccinated people to uh, get around and do things that they want to do. And that was when he got on flight. He, he put an app on his uh, laptop. They couldn't do it on the phone. He had to sit in front at his at his nana and granddad's place, sit in front of a, a of a computer. He ended up getting one. It was like um, bots were trying to buy these flights back to New Zealand. I think though, yeah, that was when you're trying to get your MIQ seat. He ended up having to pay six thousand New Zealand dollars to get home, and I think he had about ten thousand to his name. So he just about spent all of his savings um, to get home. But I'm so proud of him that he did that because most of his friends and most of the people around him were just saying, yeah, we don't agree with it, but, you know, we, we want the job. And But he was not. He was listening to Sam Bailey. Uh, he doesn't doesn't usually listen to me. Um, he's he's his own man, and uh, he listened to Dr. Sam Bailey. She, she's a New Zealand doctor. Uh, she was very influential, and, um, and there was a number of others as well. I think doc, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough and... Um, and others, and and he just said, "I'm coming home. I'm not. I'm not doing this." But he's come home to what, like communist China, isn't he? Isn't he? So, but now he's, you know, he wants to. He wants to be in Wellington. So, I think next week we'll be down there. We'll just have to find somebody to look after the the cattle for us. It's too important because if we don't go down and help with everybody else, um, they'll be coming for us. They want us off the farm. Every, that's what they want to do. Get us into the cities. 15 minutes from your workplace, no cars, 
fuel, I think $3 a litre for petrol, $2, it's almost $2 now for diesel. Uh, there's no logical reason for that. And, um, you know, we, we're, gonna, this, we're not going to be able to farm anyway. Not that we've got a big farm, but that's their aim, to get people into the city, and they want to control all the farms, turn everything into World Heritage Park. And uh, that's not a life. That's not living. So we've got to we've got to join join you all. I mean, Brad, how many people do you think are in Wellington like today? How many people were at Parliament today? Because the media are telling us rubbish. I noticed um, there was a, a I think it was Staff or New Zealand Herald. They were panning with a, it looks like a cell phone, and they were right on the edge of where those ba- uh, borders are, those um, barriers to Parliament buildings. And they would scan their little f- cell phone, and when there was a cluster of people, it would go. The, the cell phone would go up, so you couldn't see them. And they, not once did they turn around and look where the, really where the people were. They were just uh, scanning the parliament buildings, making it look like there was hardly anybody there. They're they're very tricky, well, aren't they? The um, media. So I would say, I, I well, uh, first off, to be completely accurate, I don't know, but I'll, mm. I'll give you an idea uh, of how much there is. We have been doing our utmost to make sure that the parliament grounds doesn't get destroyed. Everyone's being relatively good, uh, bar the purposeful instigators that have invaded here. But just because of the sheer constant presence and the sheer numbers, uh, we've actually completely destroyed parliament. Well, actually, with the help of um, uh, Trevor Mallard intentionally flooding the grounds to try and get us off, uh, we managed to actually try and... um, mitigate that but it was just it was it was so difficult um and, and people were being stupid digging trenches to try and get the water out but um just our mere presence uh, over the, the the course of the days and and it's been pretty much mostly respectful we've just completely destroyed the parliament grounds um the the, the, the amount of cars um is just unfathomable We've um, completely blocked out the bus stops. Uh, we, we're probably, once we can get uh, the guys over from Picton, we'll probably surround Parliament entirely. Um, there is huge amounts of food coming in daily. Um, the stocks are actually, all, uh, uh, it doesn't matter how many people are coming. I mean, I think there's probably around ten to 20,000 people there on a daily, uh, on a daily basis. Uh, it's been increasing. Like, it started low. Um, and it's just gaining more and more momentum. And with every stupid action and every loss that they take, um, the numbers just keep swelling. And, and, and we haven't actually been met with much, uh, or I, I haven't actually seen any um, animosity from the Wellington public. Um, and we're just sort of evolving our strategy, so um, it just gets better and better. What do you think about um, Ella? She's from Romania, and she was telling us uh, what's happening in Canada. And she thinks that um, it's a trap to get us all there. I think um, that's not true at all. Uh, if you mm. could um, be in the meetings and, uh, and and listen to the content that's sort of been uh, organised and um, and and how well we've we've been able to repel um, and, and and sort of um, mitigate against their assaults and and how pitiful. Uh, their responses have been to our, our, our responses to them. I mean, we, we've just got them in a reactionary phase. It really doesn't feel like we're losing. I mean, not even one fraction of a percentage. I, I'm 100% confident that we're actually uh, we're going to make this uh, government uh, topple in on itself. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm John, John Ansel agrees with you. He's as, hope, he's as hopeful as you are. He's really hopeful. 
yeah, I'm not hopeful. I'm, you know, I, I try not to be certain, but uh, I've started learning about law of attraction and I can't help mm. but be certain. I mean, you just have to get here uh, to understand. I, I, I can't explain it. Um, and I, 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 the, I, the words are lost on me. Um, and it, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, so, so Brad, what's, what's your message to New Zealanders, people living in the North Island now? What's your message to them? To the South Island, sorry? Uh, to people in New Zealand, um, with the North Island right now, because it's very difficult for people to get across. But what's your, let's say for someone like me, who's humming and hiring, whether he should get down there or not, what's your message? Well, um, I guess, look, I, I mean, I could try and convince you as much as I could, but uh, you'll see when you get here, brother. Um, I, the, yeah, it, you, you will see. Uh, this this is the revolution that everyone's been mm. waiting for. So if you're thinking about it, do it. Get down to Wellington. And what do we need to bring? What's important? You know, what should we pack? Uh, well, it depends what on what pack? role you want to play. What I mean, what role is best for you? Uh, first, know thyself, and um, once once you know what it is you want to contribute to the occupation slash re uh, revolution. Um, then 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 I guess I could tell you what you need. But I mean, we we've set up a quite a um, we're setting up quite an awesome operational structure. We're essentially setting up a, um, a governance accountability model uh, while we're um, while we're actually occupying Parliament. This is nothing like that, uh, that anything that has ever been done in this country before. I kid you not. While everyone mm -hmm. else started off first, this country will be the greatest uh, at, at, at this convoy occupation um, in the world. I really do believe that. I think we're just going to be um, phenomenal. Uh, we, we're just working so well down there. It's just going amazing. I know I'm sounding like Trump right right now, but I, I, I've I never seen you. I've never seen you so excited. I mean, from maybe that uh, four four shots with the taser a couple of weeks ago has really had quite a good effect. <laughs> You're electric. electric. Uh, yeah, I feel a different man. And, and, and even though I've only had yeah. so what I've been, I've been running on three hours, uh, two to three hours of sleep um, a night, uh, and mm. yeah, I, 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 st I'm st I still feel pumped. It's it's amazing. Brad Max just said, if you can't get to Wellington or go and protest, he, that's right. He said, go and protest your local police stations and PM with others. Um, I sort of wonder whether that's going to take the um, emphasis away from Wellington. I think we need to get to Wellington at all costs. Uh, well, we have multiple strategies going. I mean, if you can get to Wellington, that's great. I mean, what, what I would mm. say to you is that although you guys, I know you guys really want to support the, the movement and the collective, but, um, hey, you got to take care of you uh, as well. Um, I'm not saying take uh, – I mean, you got to take care of yourself first, but – um, do both. We're, we're more than capable of it. I mean, once you get around us, the energy is infect and infectious, and you you just want to mm. be part of it. But don't 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 shirk your your own individual responsibilities. You've still got your own life to take care of. You've still got your own family, um, and 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 sort of I, I'm figuring out ways to do that while I'm doing that. But I've I've committed to staying here until the job's done, and the job being done means that we get a new jurisdiction, a new constitution. And we walk off on a better path than uh, we, we, we've ever walked off on before. I, I... Now, Brad, can you give yourself a plug with your media organisation, uh, Ho uh, Horace Media? Yeah, Horace Media. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm where do you find? Where do people find that? 
uh, Telegram. Um, yeah, you just type in Horace Me- Horace Space Media on Telegram, mm-hmm. and it should pop up straight away. And I'm really just using it um, because I, I I mean down here I'm just constantly working on doing security. Uh, I'm I'm sort of the Reuben Thorn down here. I'm just sort of the glue between everyone, making sure everyone's all good. Just sort of mediating everyone, uh, mediating between everyone, keeping the energy levels high, um, doing what I can. And uh, you know, whenever there's an opportunity for um, something that's sort of positive happening that raises everyone's spirits, I'll I'll chuck on a, a quick one minute horse video and then just plug all the other media agencies out there that are on our um, side not interested in talking with mainstream media anymore they're going to die too uh the new media is is us and yep. um, it's horace it's counterspin it's um revolution media news media with uh, shane chafin uh, and you yeah, guys there's actually a lot more um there's a lot like, more uh, yeah. yes, yes most definitely he is awesome yeah now, I heard that she's only about 21, 22 years old. Is that correct? She's very, she's quite young. You, you wouldn't think so. I mean, she is – man, I, I like a 35-year-old. How many, yeah. how many un- unbelievable geniuses we have in this movement. She's, she's- – yeah. Well, she, you just cut, muted yourself. She needs to be in the new government. She needs to be in there along with you, and I'd like to see John Ansell. Who else would I like to see in there? I'd like to see Jaspreet Boparai. I mean, Nelson. these people that don't don't want to be politicians, these are the people we want. Yeah, well, I mean, we we I reckon all of us probably won't be in there for long. We're just going to transition over, set up mm. a structure that um pre- that is very effective at pre- preventing, um, uh, sorry, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. corruption. Yeah. And um, yeah. I, I'm I'm more interested in sitting in the accountability structure to make sure that government is. Uh, it's very difficult for government to tilt towards. That's right. Yeah, that's got to end. Um, Counterspin Media, counterspinmedia.com. They've got a live stream running. Have you been on that, Brad? Uh, Brad? I, I've I've seen uh, Damien Dement on there. Oh, you can't get on there, can you? Because you, uh, he's probably, was he down in Nelson, Damien? He must be, or at home. Yeah, here we I are. I think Damien's there. in Auckland. Yeah, yeah right. I, I think okay. he's just sort of setting stuff up and uh, so he can get down here. But I'm yeah. looking forward to getting them down here. He's another good, solid mate. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've been on uh, some of the live streams a couple of times, but I'm just usually busy making sure everything's um, going well because it started off um, with uh, not the greatest organization. Um, they struck gold. Um, it looked like uh, the algorithms were opened up for to set up that convoy for a catastrophe. Mm. Um, and then we just jumped on board and we made sure that it didn't turn into a catastrophe and it's just getting better and better. You just muted yourself, Brad. Margaret Etherington just said that Chantal is 27 and she was at school with her daughter at Rangiora. Thank you, Margaret. That's good. Yeah, well, 27. Yeah, she, I thought I'd heard she's only about 22. Uh, and I thought, wow, she's got a head on her shoulders like a 35, 40 year old. So she's doing such a good job and she's got a real heart for the people that she talks to, too. It's not just a story, she really cares for people. Saw her trying to get milk onto a guy who'd just been maced or pepper sprayed, and he was in agony, and she she was lovely with him. Um, are you right there, Brad? Oh, you're back. Yeah, got, you got you. Yeah, carry yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. Good stories. Yeah, yeah no, it's, yeah. It, it, it was just, yeah. It's a, like I said, um, it's just going really, really well. And I actually don't see it um, 
I don't I don't really see an end to the improvement. Everyone is just constantly seeking to improve on what they were yesterday, even though we're doing awesome. We, 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 we've just got a hunger to continue getting better and better and better. I mean, we just want to um, be worthy of uh, helping us go off in a better direction than the awful direction these idiots are taking off. Uh, the, the, the our politicians in Parliament now, you mean those yes, people? Yes, absolutely. Well, I mean, not yeah. just them, but I mean, uh, assumedly the ones that are pulling the strings. Oh, look, and that's William Wallace has just come up with um, something I've actually shared on this podcast. I've mirrored Lingo uh, Lingo Louie. He's been putting out live streams as well. Uh, he's down there. Chantel, of course, Counterspin, but Lingo. Look at his stuff on YouTube, Lingo Louie. He's good. And someone's just written it. William's just written it there in the chat. Lingo Louie. Yeah, my son. Okay, I'll, me I'll him. him out and I'll share him around. Yeah. I, I, I think I've actually he's um, he's, he's He speaks, what do they call it when you can speak multiple languages? What? There's, there's a name for it. Yeah. And he can just go up to someone like um, Cantonese, just speak Cantonese, or he can go somewhere else, speak German. He's very clever, clever young man. Is it multilingual? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was another name. Oh. Something else here that I hadn't heard before. Clever? Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, smart Alec. <laughs> yeah, I struggle with my own language. <laughs> anyway, so that's good. Um, do you want to? Should we just keep this thing going, or shall I? Shall I? I wanted to play the meeting, the chance meeting. This was that um, uh, John Ansell had, and he he was at a at the railway station, and they'd they'd shut the gates to the toilets, and they went to the railway station. Uh, people there, and they said, no, it wasn't asked, it was a council. So they'd shut the toilets at the railway station. Now, you know, that's a bit odd, don't you think, that they would do that? They don't normally do that on a Saturday morning. They've um, done They've done um, other things as well that's been quite awful. Um, they hmm. they told us when we got here that they would renew our, um, our hotel because uh, they said they were actually struggling for um, for uh, to fill up the rooms. Uh, we found a pro-choice hotel. Uh, hmm. And then um, they we went to... Uh, sort of extend it and they said that they, that they had to um, uh, give our room away because they were uh, filling it up with uh, police uh, and then a, l- <laughs> a little while later my um, my mum decided to ring them and said hey look I'm here for a midwifery conference and I'm really disappointed because uh, you know um, you guys told me that we could extend uh, we, we could extend the um, the hotel room and then all of a sudden they changed their mind. And what's funny is we haven't seen any police come in here. So they've just made it up or they've been contacted to... Um, they've been under pressure. Yeah. Yep. Sounds like it. Well, John, after he couldn't get to the toilet, um, he met, just by chance, Brett Power. Just a chance meeting. And Brett was having Brett was having a conversation with a policeman. And as I looked at the video, short video, it's the only one. He normally sends me um, audios, but there was this one was a, a little short video. And there was Brett talking to this policeman. And the policeman wouldn't even turn and face Brett. And John Ansell said, why don't you turn and face him and look him in the eye? And when when he was facing the camera, this policeman, it, it was incredible. He had all the – he had the holster – for a taser but no taser and he had all these empty things on his front so obviously a place to put his bat in another place for his taser 
another one for us. He'd been disarmed. <laughs> it was quite quite good to see because yeah. I don't think they trust their own men. They shouldn't be giving them tasers. And God help us if they ever gave them guns. The caliber of the people, some of these people that are in our police is shocking. And the good ones, the good ones are leaving. But we really need them to stay and fight for us. Nah, I, 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 I want the, the good ones to leave. I mean, we're going to try and use this as, a, as an opportunity to, uh, to uh, teach people common law and the law that they need to know. Uh, we're we're going to use it as training exercises to train a new constabulary. We, we a new constabulary, fight. that's right. I forgot you'd said that. Yep. Yep. Tell us about that, Brad. Oh. Okay. okay. Hang on, Ron. I'm going to have to mute you, mate. Um, I, I'm actually ahead. going to put any police officer that has lost his uh, job to the mandates, or his or her job to the mandates, uh, mm. that will be happy to have you guys come down here and be part of the the uh, new constabulary. Uh, we may not have uh, enough money to pay you um, much to be down here, but this is a this is the start of something bigger. Uh, we should be able to um, fund you guys a little bit so you can have the basics down here. But uh, we're fighting for something bigger than all of us. So if uh, you guys want to get down to Wellington and be part of the constabulary that's about uh, bringing in a better pathway forward for us and our children, um, then there's there's the door. Uh, we're, we're leaving it open, open for you, brothers. Do you think the government will allow this to happen? Allow the people to do this? They won't have a choice. We're, we're not even going to uh, let them have a choice in the matter. This is what we're doing. Um, if they can just go and set up a jurisdiction that is uh, unlawful and uh, based in fraud, then we can create a lawful one and uh, just go about making sure that it's as, um, working towards being more competent every single day. We're just You just muted yourself, and you, I, I feel that you were going to say, and, allow, and never allow this to happen again. Yeah, well, yeah. We're, we're, we're going to do our best to make sure it never happens again for, so, for as long mm. as uh, those who are involved in this, um, this great opportunity, uh, so, so long as we're, we're, we're involved in it, we're going to do our best to make sure this never happens again. Uh, we're going to put our constitutional restraints in to, um, well, first we're going to learn how we got here, um, mm. and uh, Pretty sure complacency had a lot to do with that, and then we're going to put some constraints, or we're going to put constraints on ourselves before we get anywhere near power. Um, that's 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 a big that's a big thing we have to do, and yeah, I mean, come and be a part of something that's going to be uh, jotted down as one of the greatest moments in New Zealand history. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very encouraging listening to you speak, Brad, um, John. Did you? I'm going to play Brett this uh, Brent Powers meeting with John Ansel. John G, did you want to? And Ron, I think you wanted you wanted to have a chat. I'll, um, just unmute yourself, Ron. And you, Ron's from the states. Um, you tell us what you'd like to add to the program, and then perhaps John might. And because after that, I'm going to play a 25 well, how, minute video. How are you? How are you? I'm Ron. Ron. How are you? Go um, ahead, Ron. So, 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 what do you what do you think about America? Yeah. Um, obviously, um, there's, there's every, every news media is, it's just repeat, man. It's just repeat, 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 repeat. Yeah. That's the same old thing, isn't it? That's the news. That's the news. Mm. That's the news here in America. 
And yeah. um, I'm sorry to say that, but um, that's the truth, man. That's the truth. Yeah. So what do we do with the media, Brad? What with the the fact that they've just been reporting? I mean, I saw it today. I was looking at it. I, I watched what happened in the last couple of days down there with Chantel um, and others. They were just telling complete lies. Yeah, it was just complete opposite. They so, put, what do we they, do with them? Yes, yes. They they thank tell you very much. They can, um, they well, I, I think honestly, um, if they're going to put themselves into a, a such a boring, predictable merry-go-round of um, stupidity and predictability, then I, I'm just going to laugh as I watch them destroy themselves. Um, mm. New media is us. And um, once we uh, start chipping towards our goals in a competent way, I mean, we're having pretty robust strategy meetings on how we're going to get towards the uh, media problem. But um, the media problem, I, I'm not even worried about it. We have quite a solid strategy in place. Uh, we all yeah. built strategies going to be put in place to help them basically destroy themselves. I mean, it's not going to take much. I mean, you guys said it yourself. It's just repeat, 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 repeat. It's so predictable. Mm. It's so uh, Everyone's going to, once people start watching the live feeds and they're getting to see the whole truth all day and they're able to just determine what they want to see. I mean, if there's another, if they're stupid enough to do to send the riot shields out um, and, and put another first day display on and except we've got because we've been training to um, make sure that the next time they send it out we just completely destroy them if they do that again and we get all three angles and it's shown on 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 our live stream that we just completely destroyed them but the, you get imagine imagine this the whole country watching the government's riot squad versus thousands of organized, trained activists who trained on their own parliament grounds in front of them, just yeah. destroying them. I mean, that's, that's just going to be beautiful. And, uh, mm. and so I think it would be a political mistake for them to send uh, a riot squad out against us because they have no idea what they're going to get um, thrown back. Mm. Yep. You've got a bit of a, a bit of an itchy finger there, Brad. You, um, you've, Muting yourself there is that is that accidental? It probably is accidental. No, I just mute, I'm just muting myself after I've um, yeah. Oh, I think you might be a bit quick on it because there must be a delay. But it seems to pick up the mute just as you're finishing your last word. <laughs> it's a bit weird with the with the delay on this thing. Um, William Wallace says we need a strategy to cut their Achilles. The baby boomers love mainstream because it's pure. Uh, because it's what purer back then. Yeah, it was purer. I think. When do you think it went wrong, um, Brad? When do you think the mainstream media went off the rails? Um, when journalists started mixing opinion with news, um, journalists are meant to yeah. uh, news, nothing about the news, and then they started mixing opinion, and then people got confused about what the truth was. I remember Nigel Horrocks when I was when I was with ZB. He said to me. It's a big mistake. He, he was so disgusted. He was editor of ZB, and he said it was a big mistake when um, uh, the news, they allowed um, advertising on the news, and, people, and, and companies were allowed to sponsor the news. And that, he said, was a terrible mistake. Oh, yeah. And that all added to it, didn't it? I, I think that the, um, the emergence of corporation and state is a, is a mistake. I think mm. there is a very good 
robust, rational reason why we clearly define things and try not to mix them because um, definition is important and, and what's sort of gone from society is uh, clear definition. Um, and it's actually everywhere. You've, you've, you've seen um, the law become less black and white, more grey. I mean, you've even, I've even heard police officers say the law's not black and white, it's very grey. Uh, you've seen the journalism um, be grey in terms of it, whether it's uh, news or opinion. Uh, you're seeing the government very grey in terms of, the, of its role. I mean, it used to be very clear that the government's role was protect the people and the land, and now it's not very clear what that is. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's um, commonalities between all these. Mm. It's um, whoever controls the media controls the thinking of the masses. That's an old adage. Um, controls... Um, the, uh, the most exciting media of the time and the most um, innovative media of the time is, is going to be um, who, he who sets the, uh, the standard moving forward. I think um, we're getting better and better as we, um, as we go along. And the media yeah. is just, like saying, putting that quite accurately, uh, just repeating uh, predictability and um, they are basically slowly digging themselves a grave. Um, I think it was, uh, it was a, a popular YouTuber that, used, that uh, used to call them the dinosaur media. Well, um, they're actually becoming the skeletons now, and I, I can't wait to see them go. Mm. Um, Ellis says, the enemy is very evil and powerf powerfully, uh, powerful, unfortunately. William says yeah, he agrees with that. I like what you wrote there before. We need a strategy to cut their Achilles. The baby boomers love the mainstream media because it is, was pure back then. We need the media to stop lying to our uh, fence sitters at home. Um, hash, shoot the, shoot the messenger. Police aren't the enemy. They are our own enemy. I'm not sure. We're, sorry, we are our own enemy. Government just has to go, either passively or physically. And uh, Ellis says the enemy is very – oh, we had that. And down here – um, that's right. She says that the globalists are basically they run the they run the mainstream media. Um, unbiased journalism journalism is the pillar of democracy. Um, and then Dake, Dake says late eighteen hundreds. He thought that's when it started to go off the rails. But uh, a milestone was nineteen seventy. He said, "Look up Operation Mockingbird." And uh, Alistair is um, he's about to just head off to do some freedom camping. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm going to have to um, head out, guys. You're going to head off too. Yeah, you're a bit muted now. I'm not sure what's happened. Must be the weather. Oh, okay. Thank oh, you, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna head off now. I'm gonna get a half an hour sleep, and then I'm gonna go and do my night shift uh, down at Parliament. Yep. Uh, hopefully, okay, they um, hit us uh, in a surprise tonight. But hey, I'm sure. Yep. I'm sure we will be fine. But, yep, uh, thanks, we'll be praying guys. for you. There's a lot of people. Thank you, Brad. Thanks for joining us. Well, I'm going to, uh, if it's uh, John G, you're there. Did you want to say anything? Because I'm about to, or, or Ella, did you want to finish off? Or even Max, I think you're still there, Max. Sometimes it's hard I to tell. With the... Go ahead, Ella. Sorry. Go yeah, ahead. I was, just, I was just saying, when you have some spare time, watch the fall of the cabal, and you will see the history before uh, Christ. So 2,000 years ago, and you'll see how the, the uh, world was led, how the, how the wars was started and for what, and actually who is behind what's happened now. It's, it's the devil, isn't it? 
uh, it's the fall of the cabal. No, it's yeah. about the globalists. It's about the yeah, globalists. Yeah, the name, it's because they know name themselves cabal. But uh, honestly, it's the history, the pure history, not what we learn in school. Unfortunately, yes, that's right. It's different yeah. history. Yeah, that's right. And you and um, you've come from a country of uh, where communism ruled in Romania, yes. and also. Um, uh, That's why I'm skeptic. That's why I'm skeptic. That's yes. why uh, because I they are they control everything. So uh, they are evil. So uh, when you when you deal with such a powerful that control every, everything, including media, um, you can expect everything from them because they have people that think. Uh, diabolic so they put all sorts of scenarios so so they expect and um, they know how to deal with mm. they have plan B I don't want to be pessimistic but uh, I don't know I, honestly what I want I, I mean I have uh, when I felt uh, from bluff to Picton I was in the convoy and it was amazing honestly I was in tears um, people mm. love Almost you could touch their love. Yeah. It was amazing. So this, this is our only chance, I think. United in love and hopefully we, I don't know, because they are evil, but I hope they are stupid too sometime because, uh, I don't know, really a, hope a, we win. There's a lot of good people traveling down to Wellington. There are a lot of good people there. Oh yes, and from Southland, but we can't mm. pass. We can't cross. So I come back Wednesday. I left Sunday morning, and I come back Wednesday from Picton because mm. I couldn't. I couldn't go over the water. I am not chapped, so I can't. I can't go. Mm. I I went to get some steel uh, this week, and it was my order. And I went into. Uh, I rang. They rang me up. Said it's ready. I said, Oh, okay, right. What's your? You got any rules? I thought they might make me wear a mask. No, I had to be vaccinated before I could go and collect my steel from this company. Steel and tube. Oh, yes. <laughs> God. I said, are you kidding? And, and, and it's joking. not mandated. The business are not mandated. No, companies uh, so are doing see, it. There's an incentive. So, uh, there has to be an incentive for them to do that, doesn't there? Yes. They wouldn't do that, that for no reason. Definitely. And yeah. the problem is uh, a dictator that, uh, don't rule by itself, so they need uh, people to help them. So you can blame the peop some people too. Yeah. Um, actually, we had someone on there, and I wanted to get on uh, Liz because she's helping this guy. He is at Fonterra. I think he's a driver for Fonterra. Dacre just wants to know, does anyone know what the situation is with Fonterra? Has anyone heard? I don't know. It's an interesting one. Oh, William Wallace, I'm working for Fonterra right now. Do you have to be – so did you have to get jabbed, William? Do you want to come on and tell us about what's going on there? I suppose I'm sitting in the HQ. Are you? All right, you better come on and tell me. Where are you? Oh, I've got the wrong one. got Dacre accidentally. Ka-chink. There you go. Come on, William. Come and chat to us. Um, and, John G., I'm going to chop you off. Because I'm, shortly I'm going to cut everyone off because we're going to listen. Well, I'm not going to cut you off, but we're going to have to – there won't be any more chances to, to have you say, Brent Power, I want to, you to hear the meeting that John had with him. It's just a chance meeting. So if there's no one else that wants to have a talk, I think William wanted uh, – William said something interesting. 
Yes, he can did. You give him, can you I give have. Him a I've invited him. Come and have a talk, William. Uh, he says he's sitting at HQ. He is uh, working for Fonterra. Um, maybe he doesn't want to. They might recognize his voice, Ella. Maybe he's got to be careful. <laughs> um, is that no, what it he is? Said, he said something about the Vatican, and I share the same impression with him. I, I know I know about this things too. Um, yep. Yeah. Do you think the Vatican's got anything to do with it? Do you think they're behind it? Oh, it's on top of it. Really? Yes. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yes, it's a, on top a, of a it. Lot of, a lot of Christians Definitely. think that too. They think that the yes. that not so much the Pope, not so much the Catholic people. They're just people like us, just you know. No, no, people. not the not the people. But no, yes, the the, the system, to, isn't it? Mm. Yes, yeah. The, people the, the structure, mm. the structure, because it's based on on uh, power, on ruling. It's not based on fate. Fate, sorry. So they actually are a cult that's come before Jesus Christ. And they actually it's took true. over. I've, I've read that. Yeah, I, I read yeah. the book called The Two Babylons. It's an ancient yes. Babylonian goddess worship. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I'm, yeah. I'm so, uh, my opinion, <laughs> there is the Antichrist if it's the, if it's one. Yes. Um, so, now, William says, uh, you have no idea, Grant, not just Christ, uh, Christians and Freemasons. It's all tired. Yeah, I wondered about that. I yes. wondered whether the Freemasons and the and the Roman Catholics Definitely. and yeah. remember and, um, the crush the Crusade. Yeah, remember that's right. This They're is all... this was all of yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Look, he asked you if you want uh, me to talk. Oh no, that's Ron, and I think Ron might have had one ah. or two drinky poos, and uh, so we might have to <laughs> yeah. wait. Ron's good value. He's got Ron's good value um, at the earlier in the evening, but at the end of the evening, Ron, we know, don't we? You like to have a old couple of drinks. <laughs> and Alistair's back. Oh, if you found your campsite, Alistair, come and tell us about that, and then we'll play Brent Power. And we hope to have Brent on the program as well, which would be good. Hey, Alistair. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, clear as clear as a bell. Yeah, clear okay, as mud. Yeah, I'm just on the road back down there. Uh, we're taking a tent down. We're going to put the tent up at Parliament. Uh, Quite a few of us are going to share it. We're just going to leave it there uh, for anyone to use. I just want to say, if anyone wants to say hello to me tomorrow, I'm the only guy with a bell. And uh, yeah, so everyone Brilliant. knows where I am because of my bell. So yeah. <laughs> and my motto is uh, let, let freedom <laughs> ring, which is uh, which is Martin Luther King. Yeah. So let freedom ring from the hilltops. Yeah. <laughs> so all men can be uh, judged by the content of their character. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Good night, Alistair. Thanks for calling and appreciate it. Um, Taker, you've had a lot to say in the chat. I wouldn't mind hearing from you. And also, um, Max, are you still there or is it just your icon still there? You still there, Max? I think you're gone. And Taker, are you still there? Sometimes it, I can see the icons and it looks like you're there. And then I, 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 I go to mute you and, ah, oh, yeah, Max is gone. Yeah, he's got to get some sleep because I try to mute him and it won't mute. So that, that's how I know that he's not there. So um, John Ansel's back. John, you've found your way back home. That's good. Didn't run off the road. Hello, John. Do you know you're here, John? You're here, John. We can see you, but I can't hear you. 
Can you hear me, John? What's happened? Something's happened to your mic. And Dacre, anyway. Oh, John's there, is he? Yeah, he's there. You just pop in when you want, John. Um, go ahead, Dacre. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, good as gold. Yeah. Hey, yeah, good, good to chat to you. Yeah, yeah. Just, you're um, saying some pretty strong things, strongly worded texts. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no, no muddying of the words. They eh? like. Yeah, I've always admired that about you. Yeah, I just um, I kind of see my my sort of take of, with all of this is just like this mediating talk raises a real red flag with me. Like, not that I think mm. it's going to come to anything anyway, but you know, this whole idea of like mediating on ground that they've already taken, it's not about sort of trying to negotiate at this point. It's just about putting things back to the way they were before or actually just going a step further back and undoing the damage they'd done up until 2019. You know, let's, let's not pretend like there's been problems solely in the past two years. I've been doing damage for decades and we actually need to sort of not just go back to sort of pre-COVID-19, but we need to go back pre-Ardern. We need to go back pre-John Key all the damage they've done for decades. So I don't really see this as like something that we should be negotiating about like, oh, well, hey, can we negotiate some, you know, restoration of freedoms that we had, you know, two years ago? No, <laughs> it's just like that's, that's – we shouldn't even be thinking in those terms. I think this whole idea of negotiating with Winston Peters is completely ridiculous. I don't even know what that <laughs> – I think was it was it John Ansell said it's you know I think it was him or was it someone said just tonight in the last pod in the last live cast they said um, it's like mediating between I think it was Ansell between mediating between Adolf Hitler and Winston Churchill you know you don't you don't mediate with with Adolf Hitler's of the world absolutely I mean it's absolutely ridiculous I don't even know what that. that why this would even be a point of discussion. Um, we shouldn't be thinking like that. You know, that's there's, there's just, I don't have any, it's just like asinine. It's don't even know where to begin with it. So um, that just needs to be completely just thrown out the window. Um, and mm. we need to be thinking, you know, undoing the frankly horrific and monstrous abortion policy that Ardern has spearheaded. Yeah, I, I totally agree with all of this sort of protecting the children type stuff. Um, you know, and protecting the children from the vaccinations. But what about protecting the child that's still in the womb? You know, New Zealand was shamefully, you know, leading the world in some respects with some of the most liberal abortion law, and that virtually went un unnoticed. You know, very few people were sort of raising the alarm like they are with us. I think we should have been raising the alarm for the unborn as people are raising the alarm for the born who are now having to face these jabs to sort of go to school or whatever. So, you know, there's a lot more that needs to sort of be rolled back beyond just you know, the, the freedoms that have been taken in the past two years. <clears throat> I'm just trying to let William Wallace in. Can you see him in there? Because I can't see him. Can you see William in with you? Yep. He's there, He's, is gone, he? green. He's gone green now. I can see yeah. him. But he's not – you try and talk, um, William. You won't be able to. You unmute yourself and start talking. We won't be able to hear you because I think your microphone has not been 
allowed in the Podbean app. Or yeah, it'd be something like that. Because I'm sure you've been on before. But it's it's usually one or two things. It's uh, or three actually. Sometimes it just does that. You've just got to restart your your phone or something. Just go out of the podcast, restart your phone, and then come back in and try it. And other times it's because the microphone hasn't been allowed. Some that gives you an option when you're setting up the app, and um, so you must have to remember to do that. And then the other the other thing could be that your email hasn't been verified by Podbean. They like you to do that. So. Hey, um, hey. Well, yeah. well, William's getting that set up. Um, yeah, he'll have to leave and come back. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, just just a few thoughts on. I, I didn't really follow what was being said before about sort of taking back the media, but yeah, um, you know where we're sort of at. Like the more you sort of look at things in the state of the nation, the more it starts to feel eerily close to North Korea. You know, I mean, we've got effectively a state-run media and. You know, this isn't an even playing field. I don't know what the strategy is to sort of retake the media, um, but the reality is this state-run media is being pumped into the living rooms of millions of New Zealanders every night, you know, six o'clock news, and you're getting the propaganda. Um, doesn't, Do you think so? Like Do you a, think it's still it, happening? It, it feels like a nicer version. Like, I don't know mm. if anyone's looked at what's sort of standard situation in North Korea, but like, they have these state installed like speakers and most flats throughout the nation of North Korea where propaganda is basically played across this national intercom, <laughs> you know, into the living like room. Like Mallard playing, playing the COVID ads over the speakers at um, parliament buildings to the yeah, protesters. Mm. We've, we've basically just got a nice sort of capitalistic version of the same thing you know going mm. on where it's state run it's state owned they control the narrative this is what you're going to get and millions of people around this country are getting it one way or another um and like i don't mean to throw a wet rag on any of this but you know i talk to people a lot of people in auckland and just work with people all around the country and the vast majority of those people are completely asleep at the wheel i've got no idea you know, that they just believe what they're told. They go off to get their boosters. They say, I've got to take a couple of days off sick because I'm sick from my injection. They don't realize what's just, happened to them. They've got no idea. Mm. You know, and I think the, the thing to remember with these sorts of protests, as encouraging as it is, is it represents a concentration of people who are of a similar persuasion. And so you can look around the crowd that is of a similar persuasion and feel like this has got to be the majority but it's just a concentration of people in a place that agree with a particular, you know, idea of freedom or whatever. Like it, it, you go a couple of blocks out of that sort of area and you're going to be in mask world again. I think there was a comment about that. You know, like, so there's still that sort of issue of just a large portion of the population still being under the spell of the media and under the spell of the government narrative. It's just the unfortunate reality, but it's the truth. I don't know how what what you do to sort of combat or address that. I just don't know if like police are going to be sort of, you know, even if we had that one young police officer who sort of decides to walk, you know, break rank. Okay, he's going to probably lose his job. You know, what's that going to do though? You know, I'm, I'm just, you know. 
John Ansel said 50 didn't come home, didn't go back to work the next day, and nine resigned. Twelve. Twelve resigned. Some people say nine, some 12. And, I mean, you know, they resign. You know, what? next week there's going to be a groceries bill and, you know, there's going to be a mortgage payment in the fortnight. And, like, we've talked about this. I've mentioned those points. But, you know, sooner or later, very quickly, like, real life just starts to sort of become a thing that has to, you know, that a police officer who's now out of work, they've got to find money to feed their family and, you know, keep the lights on, right? So, I mean, it's just, it's easier said than done. Like, I take my hat off to those who have walked away from the job. But what are you going to do on Monday morning when you've got bills to pay? You know, like, it's just... It's so much harder than well, Brad would say you join the new new constabulary. That's what Brad would say. You join that. You, you get out of the cops, you get out of the police, out of the corrupt police, which he believes is working for a corporation, not for the state. He doesn't believe we've oh, had a is. state. Yeah, oh, mm. it, it absolutely is. But I mean, yeah, I just I wonder what that looks like for somebody who says, Okay, I'm walking away, I'm joining um this new organization, whatever that is, like how do they make ends meet, you know, like how do they pay their bills? I've got families to support, whatever the mm. case may be for them. How do they do that? Mm. And this is the bind that people are held in, eh? Like this is this is what this, the system knows is that, you know, <laughs> what what did, um, uh, what's his name? Um, I can't remember his name. But he basically said like, they recognize he's up, he's in the royal family. He, re- he said that they know that they control people with food, you know, basically to say like people are easily controlled by turning off access to, to income, to food, whatever. They know where people's weaknesses are and they exploit that. And so they know the average police officer, you know, needs an income. They know the average person is reliant on access to a supermarket. They know X, Y, Z, and they exploit it. So they play on that. And this is why a lot of police who disagree with the way it's going and why there's a low morale in the police force, there's a low morale, but they're still turning up to the job. They're still doing things they don't want to do because they have to, (laughs) you know? Half of them probably wouldn't have taken the vaccine, but they have to, so they do it. Dacre, what's a Maslow's hierarchy? A what? Do you know? I never heard of it. M-A-S-L-O-W-S, Maslow's. Linger just said it's a Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Google it. Oh, yeah. I've got one. I've got my phone in my left hand. I've got the mouse in the right hand. (laughs) Why don't you come on and tell us what it means while I play this little recording? Daker, I'm going to play this. Yeah, yeah he's, cool. Linger's going to come on and tell us. Yeah, you could Google it while I play this. This is this is just my thoughts today while my son went in. And he went to the supermarket and I, I said, are you going to wear your mask? He goes, I don't know. Anyway, he didn't. He didn't wear his mask. I was very proud of him. Yeah. Hang on, I'll play it. I'll see if I can play it. Oh, my goodness. I'm here at a... What is it? What have we got here? A new world supermarket. I just cannot believe it. There's these people... Getting out of their cars all masked up, the masketeers, as John Ansel would call them. And then they go. There was a security guard at the front spraying down all the surfaces and spraying everything. 
people coming in, you know, using their phones to um, scan in, putting on their masks. And my son's the only one that just walks straight in without a mask. And we'll just see how far he gets. <laughs> so this is New Water Nani Rahi. So yeah, he got in, got out, got his milk, just went straight in, straight out. He looks like a, the old man out. Good on you, Seb. Good on you, mate. Yeah, just like that. Wow, I did. I'm impressed, mate. You didn't wear your mask. You look normal. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. All these people walking in, all masked up. Oh, she looked to be funny. Did she? Yeah, the girl. But never said anything. Yeah, she sort of like took a double look, double double take. Yeah. When I left, she sort of like. Well, that's very interesting. So that was good. So the duty guard walked off, and then you walked in. That was oh, well. So how did you feel when you walked in? Fine, just wanted to get out. <laughs> I know, I hate going shopping, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> All right, there we go. So here we are. Here's two people. Let's see if they get put a mask on. Let's see. Well, yeah, they grab a little paper mask. That guy didn't put a mask on. He's just walked straight in. Good on him. So out of all the people that I've watched, about 10 people, they've all been masked up except for you and that Mari fella. Good on you. Lady there with a the blue mask on, tattoos and blue mark. Mask. <laughs> so what else we've got coming? I suppose we'd better go. I'll miss my my um, podcast. Okay. Sad state of affairs, isn't it? What a waste of disinfectant spraying it all around the place. <laughs> that can't be good for you, eh? Wearing having uh, disinfectant. I couldn't find Lisa's normal box. I've got that one. Really? Yeah. It's not there. I, I couldn't find. What about Lewis Ray? I could find some. Stuff. Yeah, but they had blue cat, not That's grey. That's right. I should get grey cat. She's happy with uh, any Lewis Rose. Mm, shopping. Okay, sorry. Anyway, probably played it a bit too long. But, uh, you know, I, it yeah, is depressing when you go and see them all, eh, wearing masks in the open air. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's kind of like, it. I mean, I, I know that there will be a portion of people in that, you know, in that group of people who are wearing it who don't want to wear it. Who don't yeah. agree with it, yeah. but they do it yeah. anyway. You know, yeah. I mean, that's right. What their portion is, I don't know. Piece. But, but yeah. the reality is, it's sad that whether they agree, whether they're fully sold out, or they don't agree, they're just doing it anyway. Um, yeah. And that—that's just like, guys, come on. You know, if I mean, I—I I heard I got sent something a couple of months ago, and it was basically this town. It was like a small town over in Russia or something, and the people pushed back like the, the overwhelming majority of people in that town pushed back against mandates that sort of being pushed in that town or city. I, I, I don't need to go back, look at it, but basically the business owners sort of said to the mayor or something to that effect, look, we're dying. We're not getting business. People aren't coming to our businesses. You know, even though we're trying to get them to wear the mask, like you've got to change something like they, that. They, they have stopped that asking the you to wear a mask. They've, they've actually yeah. stopped. Uh, that same store, they he would have he would have been just a you know just a month ago, he would yep. have been stopped and asked you know where's your you've got a mask or oh, here's one. You know, we're very polite. Yeah, I mean, something yeah, changed. And, and and that's that's true. Um, but what you'll find, well, what I've noticed is like when the next variant comes out, and everyone's yeah. you know hyped up again to get afraid because Megatron or whatever the new variant is is now out. And it's the next big thing. 
and all of a sudden they're very tentative at the doors and the sanitizer and the, secu- the contracted security guard is there and all that sort of ceremony is back at the front door and, and you're required again, you know? And like this has happened three times now. Like we've gone through these different variants and it's just sort of like everyone kind of forgets about it, relaxes it, and then all of a sudden it's back on again. Bloomfield is doing his speeches and everyone's afraid, you know, of the invisible... <laughs> But there'd just be a great roar of laughter when they come up with another variant, don't you think? I know. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of curious to know what. Like, I keep thinking, um, Omicron for some reason Transformers keeps coming to mind. I keep thinking like Megatron just, is going to be the next I, one, right? It's just <laughs> Bumblebee. A letters to the Greek alphabet, isn't it? Did you see that thing? It was like um, somebody had found the words media control. By basically combining Delta and Omicron, <laughs> did you see that? Oh, really? No, that's that's yeah. that's pretty much where, the way it's been. Yeah, I was like, "Wow, that's quite clever." Ah, so somebody literally just, yeah, f- could put those words together from media, from Delta and Omicron. But mm. um, I don't know. It, we'll see what happens. But I'm just, yeah. There's just that sort of side of it. Like I love these shows and things and. Um, it's great that to know that there are people that are like-minded, but the reality is there just seems to be a heck of a lot of people out there who are just drinking mm. Kool-Aid like wholesale. Only a handful of two us, years on, not, Two years on and they're still not learning the lesson, right? Like they're just yeah. sucking for punishment. Yeah, the, the mask wearing has got worse and yet the the variants got have got weaker, but the mask, the fear of them has got worse. I don't think anyone's died from no. the new one. What's it called again? No. Omicron. No Megatron. one's died from that. Kids don't. Megatron, is it? Whatever. Yes. <laughs> kids don't die from this, and yet they want to vaccinate their kids. I think that was the last straw for a lot of people, eh? People like Mark Nichols, people like John Ansell. Yeah. You know, he said, forget your freedom. We want to save our kids. They're coming to kill our kids. And that's what really sparked him up. And I, I, I totally agree. I, you know, I applaud that, or whatever. But where were people when this liberal abortion legislation got passed. Yeah. You know, like where, like this is the, I don't want to use the word hypocrisy. It is. But really. I'm going to. I'm yeah, going to. Going like to. Where, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say it. Like where yeah. were people, there were a few, but not like this. Like we should have been, but we weren't. So there's a massive disconnect there. And it's just, that to me is a problem. Like I totally, I'm nodding, I'm agreeing with everything that people are saying about the, children being vaccinated but you know what there's a real like there's a direct one-to-one correlation between because as much as i hate seeing children being required to be vaccinated to date not a hundred percent of children that are vaccinated are dying but i can tell you what a hundred percent of children that are aborted are dying so that's a statistic that for some reason we're not talking right. about you know and that gets the inconvenient to truth Yep, and Jacinda yep. passed that wicked law. America, she did, she's an they can't get demon. over it. They she's can't a, get over a, how wicked it is that, that that you can kill a child. Yep, at birth. I'll tell you what. Like when years ago, it must have been about three birth? years yeah. ago, and I think New York State passed the legislation to basically. I, I can't remember the details, but I think it was close to or just the cusp of like post. 
I'm just going to say it was a really, really late term abortion because I just don't want to sort of say the wrong thing. But I know they got really, really liberal and it was kind of a wake up call for just how liberal abortion law was getting in New York. Hmm. And then we came along years later with our doom and we out. They're shocked, New York. With, they're shocked, aren't they? They're, Absolutely it's an embarrassment what we've yeah. done. Mm. Like, I was out on the street last year with a guy. We were doing some outreach, and and he just said to me, "Look, we've got to we've got to protest. We've got to do something." And we, you know, and he told me like, apparently, a little girl was born, perfectly healthy, and yet under Ardern's new abortion law, this girl was left on the delivery table. No anesthetic. No anesthetic. Left to die. No assistant. Left to die. Hmm. I now, couldn't believe I was like, hearing stuff like that. I, I, I just, I, I, you, I mean, you just go weak in the knees at that point. Like, if you've got any sense, like, if you've got any semblance of humanity in you, you should hear that sort of thing and think, like, I want to be sick when I hear that. Like, what have we become as a nation? And I sort of think to myself, you know what, if that's where we've arrived, you know, why why shouldn't things like COVID be happening to us? Like why shouldn't these why why should a nation that allows a perfectly healthy child to be left on a delivery table to die, mm. you know, given less tr- less humane treatment, if I can put it that way, than an animal? Why should a country like this deserve freedoms? Yeah, why? Like why why? <laughs> That's such a degenerate society. That would allow that to happen, you know. Like the, these are the sorts of people went to war to defend children. Yeah, innocent yeah, a, a children. A century ago, mm. innocent children. And now, well, can you hear the storm here? Point, Sorry to interrupt. Can, can you hear the storm on my, through my mic? I can hear it. Blown. It's blowing like crazy. And we've arrived yeah. at this point where it's just like child, child can die. People don't even really care or know. Hmm. So why, There's a Bible yeah. verse that says God hates the hands that shed innocent blood. Yep. Yep. Totally. Yeah. So he hates it's, abortionists. He does. Take it or leave it. You know, people are like, oh, God is love. Well, God also—that's a verse out of God's Bible. Mm. He, he hates the hands that do that. He doesn't love everybody, does he? If you read the Bible and read it properly, and if you if you listen to what people tell you at church. You know, some people, um, you don't hear the all of the Bible, do you? You just hear all the lovely bits. Oh, you know, Bible says you're not to judge. And yet when yep. you dig in and read it, it says you are to judge. I'll tell you what, when I read the Bible cover to cover multiple mm. times, in my early 20s, I read the Bible cover to cover for the first time, K- KJV. Yeah. And I was absolutely shocked by what I read. I was like, I have never heard these things before. And that's coming from somebody who kind of got raised in a Pentecostal church, went to church for years and years and years, every Sunday, you know, Mm. early teens and all these sorts of things. And I read the Bible for the first time and I was like, wow, like that's scary and that's jarring. And why have I never been told this before? You know, I think a lot of people are going to be shocked by <laughs> the God that they thought they knew and that they, they've been told they, about versus the God that's actually in the Bible. 
they think they yeah. Yeah, we we think we know God, but in t- if the Bible is what it claims to be, if it is God's words, the words from the Creator, if it's not, they're not. You've got nothing to worry about. But if it is, it says that Jesus, when he comes back, he's coming back in flaming fire, taking vengeance on all those that know not God and obey not the gospel. He's going to come back in flaming fire with his mighty angels. I can't even imagine what that could be like. Uh, you know, and and yet I thought, you know, people have this idea. They see, you just see the little Jesus in the manger, and and the wise men and all that, and you know, and then he's on the cross, you know, but they don't realize but, that he could have he could have stopped them, couldn't he? He could have stopped them if he'd oh, wanted to. But I mean, the mission was to to save humanity, to redeem humanity, and like to provide the means of forgiveness of sin. But why did he have to die? Why did God have to become a human being and die? So why couldn't he just forgive you? Just say, "Oh, I'm sorry, Lord," and and then and then that's it. You just get forgiven. Why? Why did he have to come and die? And was it another another entity, the Son of God, or is it God in human form? Yeah. So I, my, I mean, my understanding. From the scriptures is that um, it's God in human form, um, mm. and yeah, I know that there's a lot of debate, and a lot of people discuss that and question that. But um, yeah, there's some. I mean, I, ultimately, like that thing circles back to the, the your position on the Word of God. Like, do you believe that the Word of God is what you can hold in your hand? You know the KJV or the received text, whatever you, however you want to say that, or mm. or do you sort of believe that some of the words were mistranslated or there's errors in the Bible? If you believe that there's errors in the Bible, then the end result of that is you're going to come away with the doctrine that you've created. If you believe that the Bible is preserved um, and that every word is placed by God and there for a purpose, then you're going to look at things and you're going to see things where if I can put it this way, like there are deliberate ambiguities when it talks about the nature of God. And I'm talking like Old Testament stuff where it's like the nature of God is revealed as like he's here, but he's there, or he's referred to as one at the beginning of the verse, but then he seems to be referred to as plural at the end of the verse. You know, there's just so much of that stuff throughout the Bible. And it's kind of like, okay, there's, there's more going on here than just the sort of, monotheistic god that like islam or judaism would refer to um there's more depth to the nature of god and so that is the backdrop to what we then see in the new testament where we see like jesus being described as god in the flesh but then obviously the father in heaven is being referred to right so Mm. um yeah that's just so that's kind of why i have the position that i have but um yeah, and then in terms of like Jesus dying and why that was like necessary, like there's so much with that as well. But you know, ultimately that was, you know, like you think about the verse like Paul says, um, you know, basically if Christ is not risen, then your um, faith is in vain. You know, like the death, obviously with that the burial and then the resurrection, is kind of like absolutely pivotal for what it means to be a believer and to actually be redeemed. Um, back to God 
Um, mm. And, um, you know, ultimately, you know, amongst many things like that is like a prototype of like what a believer in Christ is, is to experience is to actually be um, like to die um, to be crucified to self and then to, to be risen again into, into new life. Right. Um, so it's kind of like, in a sense, we're sort of walking after the pattern that um, Messiah set before us. So it's kind of like, um, yeah, we you know that that's that's part of part of what it means to to be a follower and a believer in him. Um, but yeah, that's uh, yeah. There's quite a few things I could say about that. But hmm. Well, we've got John G there. He's always he likes to add a few things. Thank you, Daker, for that. That was very interesting. So yeah, you're not you're I not mean, really you don't really get let off, do you? It's that someone had to take your place for what what you've done. Oh well, for, I mean, for when we break I the mean, laws. Yeah, I mean, like when 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 you break the law of God, like you know, the scripture said at the very beginning, like the soul that sins, it shall die. Right. Mm. Um, um, you know, that that's that's what was set up right at the very beginning in Genesis. Like that's that's. The punishment, the wages of sin is death, is, is what Paul would say. Like when you sin before God, God being holy and righteous and perfectly pure cannot look upon that um, and have any other way of addressing or cancelling that than that there be a death, you know, because that is the punishment of sin. Mm. So something or someone has to take, has, has to bear that punishment for that sin to kind of be neutralized or cancelled out. And ultimately it's either going to be us or somebody's going to step in our place and take that on our behalf. But for that justice or for those accounts to be balanced before a righteous God, um, it's either going to be us bearing that punishment or it's going to be a substitute. And, you know, as we believe it's Jesus Messiah who, who became that substitute on the cross for us. And so, um, you know, that, I used to that's... think what a nasty God was for sending his son. I wouldn't send my son to die for me, to die for the people. Well, it's, it's kind of interesting because, you know, I, I think that kind of goes back to the nature of God too. Like, it's not sort of like the father is sort of saying, you get down there and you go do that. I think the son, you know, wanted to. He wanted to lay his life down for his bride. I mean, think about what the scriptures say. Like, if we really believe that the word of God is the word, like, you know, what the scriptures say, the word became flesh, right? So if we really believe that that Bible that we read is the word which became flesh, then what does it say? Paul says, like, you know, where husbands are to sort of basically, like, you know, lay themselves like, you know, uh, what, what's the verse? It's yeah, like, lay down their life for their for their like bride. Laying down their life for mm. their bride. So, and that's what Christ did. That's for that's church. not just sort of by chance. Paul isn't just sort of making stuff up and thinking, oh, that's that mm. that would sound cool in the in this verse or this letter. You know, this has actually got like a deeper spiritual thing. This is actually, a, in a way, a picture of what Jesus is doing for us. Do you believe Paul's okay. words are scripture from the mouth of God? 
well, my question would be, why, why do you not believe that? Like, no. is there, no. is there a reason to, I to think doubt they are. that? Like, well, I just, so I, I, a lot I of people don't this, know what they are, do they? I would say this is that if you spend a lot of time in the old Testament, mm. what you'll start to see is that Paul in many cases is really literally just copying and pasting the old Testament. Like so much of Romans is almost shedding light on the Old Testament. Paraphrase. It's not even shedding light. He's literally copy pasting Psalms. Mm. Oh like yeah. It's not yeah. he's not even you know, a lot and I'm not saying all, but a lot of what he's doing is not new stuff. <laughs> you can literally find so much of what he's writing, just it's direct quotes of Psalms, direct quotes of the Old Testament. Like I, I was amazed when I went through Romans and I was just like, so much stuff here. It's, it's very hard to read at first, sounds. isn't it, Romans? It's a very difficult book for a lot of people. So, I mean, if, if I'm kind of saying, well, I'm questioning whether or not Paul's writings are inspired of God, well, mm. then I've got a massive problem because, in a, because so much of his stuff is literally quoting the Old Testament, then mm. I'm really questioning the Old Testament. That's right, what's, because what's um, wasn't it the, if, if, the Bereans? If, yeah, Did, didn't Paul, didn't he say that these were more noble than them in Thessalonica, because they yep. what was it they they received the word with all readiness of mind or heart or all readiness, and, they, and then they searched the scriptures to see scriptures if what Paul was saying was true. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, so obviously imagine, they checked you know, this is the thing, Old Testament. This is the thing that gets me really, really like kind of, um, I guess. I hear a lot of people saying things like, oh, Paul, Paul says like, you know, Paul, Paul overrides. Uh, I, I remember one guy that I used to go to his house church and he was like, oh, Paul's got a new gospel. And I was wow. like, what? And he was like, yeah, Paul, Paul had basically created his own gospel. And, you know, and the support, the, the supporting text for this guy's idea was that Paul said my gospel you know, in one of his letters. And mm -hmm. I was like, but hold on a second. Like if you go back to Galatians and then you go all the way back to like Genesis, Galatians is like, Paul is actually saying to, to the people, look, the gospel that I'm preached was first preached through Abraham. Mm. So, you know, it's not Paul's invention. This is actually like, this is the gospel from the beginning of, this is from the gospel from Genesis. Like it's it, not, it's not. It a seems to be. Just believe God, eh? have faith and believe God. Exactly. Believe the words yeah. on the page. That's, that's right. It's mm. not hard. Like, it's not, you don't need a PhD for this stuff. And yet, you know, like, we get these really weird ideas coming out about, like, Paul's new, Paul's new gospel or, like, Paul, Paul's got a new thing. And I'm like, well, hold on a second. Like, Paul is having to bring his doctrine before the Bereans and the Bereans aren't looking at Paul's writings to prove Paul's writings. The Bereans are looking at the Old Testament, which is all they yeah. need to prove mm. Paul's writings. And yet you've got people running around saying, oh, Paul's writings override the Old Testament. Well, I'm sorry, but how does that work with the Bereans testing what Paul was writing? You know, it, it really comes down to bad interpretation by the modern church. But the modern church don't know what to do with Paul and they think that Paul is sort of up, uprooting the Old Testament but if 
you really pay attention to what the brands were doing and if you step back into their time and history, you know that the brands don't have the New Testament. It didn't exist. You know, they didn't have it in print form. You know, so they had, they, they used the scriptures that they had on at the time, which was the Old Testament. Maybe they had a letter, but they had to prove what Paul was bringing to them through the scriptures they had, and they could do it. But what they, you know, they, they're not looking at this saying, "Oh, Paul, this new this new guy's come along and has completely overthrown the Old Testament." They would have just sent him away. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, you there? And yeah. like, yeah. I mean, there's just so much stuff like that. It just it doesn't really. Um, like the, the thing that really freaks me out, just as another comment about this, I hear people saying like, oh, Paul has done away, like Paul's doctrine does away the Old Testament or the law mm. or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, hold on a second. Like what you're doing is you're basically making Paul become Joseph Smith. <laughs> I mean, mm. if we look at Joseph Smith and we say, all right, Joseph Smith came along and he introduced a whole bunch of new writings called the Book of Mormon and all this sort of stuff, the Pearl of Great Price and so on. And, and a Mormon missionary comes to my door and they say, oh, like, I want you to put aside your Bible and I want you to accept the writings of Joseph Smith. And I say, I'm not doing that. You know, everything that Joseph Smith does has written, like so much of it contradicts the Bible, so he's a false prophet. But mm. somehow we think the modern church thinks that this guy Paul came along with a whole bunch of new doctrine that supposedly contradicted the Old Testament and all his new writings at the time, which apparently override the Old Testament, were just received by the church and received by the brands. You know, that, that if you really stop and think about it, it's really making Paul not a heck of a lot different from a Joseph Smith type character. You know, and if we're willing to accept that Paul made such drastic changes in effect to say you can abandon the Old Testament, then we're a sitting duck for somebody like Joseph Smith coming along and saying, well, yeah, like Paul did with the Old Testament, I'm just going to do with the old Bible. Just believe well, me. Peter you know? said that Paul's writings were difficult, hard to understand, or hard to yeah, a lot of people they difficult just read something. them and they just botch up the interpretation, but it doesn't mean that it's not inspired by God. It just means people are interpreting yeah, it wrong. Yeah, they're wordy. They're different. Yeah. And you, you've got to dig in deep. You know, like, it's um, it's not, yeah. You wouldn't sort of say, I don't think I'd say, would you say to someone, you're just, if you want to learn, the, learn, you know, learn what's going on, just read Romans. You wouldn't really say that, would you? You wouldn't, you could read I mean, it if we, you want, but man, to be a, it's a hard one to start on. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I would just say, I mean, why, why do we not say just go start from the beginning? Start at Revelations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like that with all books. I'll start at the beginning and then I'll go to the back and see how it ends. Yeah, I mean, why not? Like, I mean, wherever an evangelist sort of maybe encourages somebody, but I think if somebody's got a hunger for the word, yeah. You know, like, I mean, when you're feeding a little sheep, like a little lamb, milk, I mean, it can't get enough of the stuff. You hold a nozzle out to it, and it is just like almost ripping the nozzle off the bottle. 
Like you don't need to try and encourage it to drink the milk. It is just, mm. it's, it's destroying the bottle and devouring that stuff as quickly as it can. Yep. And I think if people don't have that drive, then, you know, but if people do have that drive, then you don't need to say, oh, we'll start with John. They're going to be starting everywhere. Like they're just going to be eating that book down like as quickly as they can. You know? I, I was wanting to play Brett Powers' chance meeting with John Ansell, but it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to now. I was going to play that, and that's why I didn't let Oz in. Um, I saw you there, Oz, so I was going to let you in. But I really do want to play that, and John, I think you wanted to come in as well. But would you guys mind if we had this talk another time? Um, thank you, Dacre, because you've never really had – you've been quite a lot on this program, and you never really get to say what you think. I just um, come in at the end. You sort of come at the end and you, you don't really get a chance. And we haven't really spoken very much about biblical things. But uh, anyway, before I do play this um, John Ansell meeting with Brent, which was today, um, I think John said to me, "What what's made him start to take us seriously? People like John G and you and, and I and others, Christians that he's met, that I don't know of these people, but he's met them over the years. But is... Um, What's happening in our world today? How he can easily see that a forcing people to wear masks because it's really force coercing them yeah. and and yes. weaponizing businesses to make it happen, and yeah. they must be incentivized. We we don't know that they are, but it, they have to be. Why would you? Why else would you? You know, yeah. that makes no sense. There's a, a half a percent, even with Delta or and the other one when it came out, that the infection fatality rate was less than half percent. So what? It's not worth getting vaccinated or wearing a mask for. But he said it was, off. yeah. He said it was um, that if you if you wear a mask, um, well, I, I say that if you if you wear a mask, you're going to take you'll be forced into taking a vaccine. If you mm-hmm. if you can be if you can be talked into wearing a mask, when there's no there's no logical reason for wearing a mask in this, no. you can be talked into getting a vaccine. And a, and a vaccine passport. If you'll accept a vaccine passport, the devil's won, because oh, yeah. I mean, the next step, yeah, uh, the next step is Revelations thirteen, which everyone can read. You can turn to it in any version. Revelations chapter thirteen, yep. the last book of the Bible, verses sixteen to eighteen, and yep. he causeth all small. This is a world dictator that's coming on the scene. And when the Bible says something, it always comes true. And this is going to come true. And you guys, you, you're going to have to wake up because this is happening right so now. You Your can't... vaccine passport is just a stepping stone to the final mark where you won't That's be able to right. buy or sell. I'll read that verse. and I'll read those three verses if you don't mind, Dacre. Um, yeah. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And that no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six. A score is twenty, so that's three lots of twenty, so that's six hundred and sixty-six. Now, he's going to cause everyone, rich, poor, free, the Bill Gates of the world 
and the Grant Edwards of the world with no money. He's going to yeah. cause us all to receive a mark. And, the, and, then, and then you read, and you can't buy or sell without it. And then you read further in, and it says that all those that have that mark get a noisome sore, which is a stinking sore, so they're going to be sick from it. And they cannot, something's going to happen to their bodies. They cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. They, they discount themselves from it. They've chosen to go into a system where they can live their life because the Bible says it, Jesus said it's going to be like, you know, in the, in the, is the days of Noah. Yep. They're going to be just happy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Go in and show your, show your mark. Oh, yeah, just show your hand, show your, show your head, buy, the, buy your groceries, scan your head. They'll think it's just normal. That is yeah. just minutes away on the big scheme of things. It's days away. Here's, here's the thing. I'd say this to you. Like, I used to think to myself, if I, if when, when we arrive at a point where something that vivid and that visible is happening in society, I used to think to myself, gosh, what, what an evangelistic tool that would be. If you can actually point to a scripture and say to people, look, mm. this is that, this is what that Bible talked about. Like we're doing it now. Can't you see? And I, I used to think that is going to be such an amazing evangelistic tool to sort of, but you know what? Then 9-11 happened. Yeah. And here's why here's why I say that. 9-11, morning of that, that morning, Manhattan, three buildings fell down from two planes. All right. Hmm. An entire building collapsed in one of the most visible cities on the planet in broad daylight right before people's eyes and yet because of mass deception and spiritual blindness and just blindness in general most people don't know about that so yep. the very fact that a third building could be brought down in broad daylight and nobody seems to know about it is just one really tangible example of how people can be incredibly deceived and not be able to see what they ought to be able to see it right in front of their face, you know? And so fast forward 20 years, society is not getting any better. Fast forward into the future, whenever this will happen. And I just think people are going to be so overwhelmingly blind that you'll be able to say, let's count that barcode on your forehead. That says 666. Look what's in the Bible, 666. You'll be able to put that in front of them as plain as day, and they just won't see it. It's going to be. It'll be too late for them, though. Once they get the mark be, on in their hand do, or their forehead, it's too do, late. Even if even if you go to somebody who's sort of standing in the queue, preparing Waiting. to get the mark, mm. and you mm. say, "Look at that person who just went through, and they came out the door again, and look at what's in their forehead six six six. Look at what's in the Bible that tells us this is what was going to happen." And they'll just march a step forward. They'll march a step forward, and they'll go on the door. And they're just not going to see it. And you'll be like, how can they not see it? Well, the answer is they didn't see it 20 years ago, 9-11. Now, they didn't see what they ought to have been able to see just with everything. So they're not going to see it. Like it's going whenever, to be, we, whenever we yeah. start talking about anything to do with the Bible, um, you know, you could have 20 or 30 people in there and now we've got 15, 14. 
Yep. <laughs> in the, in the little room. They it's just a filter though, right? They don't want to hear it, mate. Did, did you ever did you ever hear that story about um the the guys in um in communist Russia and I'm pretty sure it was in communist Russia. And you know it was where the church was being persecuted and there was an underground church gathering and they had like you know, they were gathered and like shut the doors behind them and everything like that. And all of a sudden two guys burst in the front door dressed in, you know, Soviet um, Soviet gear with guns. They said, all the Christians in the room, get out. And oh, if there are any Christians in this room, get out of here. And most of the Christians in the, in the prayer meeting just ran away, saved their lives. And a few, no, no, it didn't go like that. He was like, um, anyone who's not a Christian, get out of here. And so, bunch of people left from the prayer meeting they just took off and there were a couple of people who stayed and then the guys <laughs> the guys dressed up and they're like oh yeah sweet you know all right they put the guns down got undressed they're like sweet we just wanted to clear out the people who are just not believers <laughs> we wanted the real believers, believers. yeah we people wanted the real believers. didn't value their life over their faith yeah so whether it's it going to be or not, i thought it was a funny funny story good story there Good filtering. It is a good story. Yep, that's a good story. Make a good point. It's going to be very interesting, isn't it? Do you think? Do you think that um, John G? I I wish you'd come in because you can put put me on the right track. You can put Dacre and I on the right track if if you think we need it. Um, Dacre, do you think that we're going to be the Christians? Will be like the Bible says in Revelations uh, one four, First Thessalonians, I should say, First Thessalonians four that. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air. And um, do you think that will happen at the after we see the Antichrist, or do you think we won't see the Antichrist that will that will happen before he comes on the world scene, the beast? Yeah. So, um, hmm. so my understanding is that like that is after. So. I, I, my my general sort of understanding with, with these sort of end times mm. um, sort of eschatology is that um, Christians are going to go through the tribulation and um, and by that I mean the great tribulation I don't mean just like general tribulation in life mm. um, and then worse than we've ever had yeah yeah mm. like like um, Jacob's trouble is you know has never been seen yep. before type type thing to, give, yeah, yeah. to paraphrase but and then there's going to be you know that, that sort of point in time is going to come where jesus is like okay he's coming to um basically that, that first this, this learning chapter four event happens the believers and then christ are caught up um into into heaven to meet the lord and then i believe Following that, the wrath of God is poured out, and you know everyone who's who's left is is sort of going to be experiencing that. Um, that's my understanding, and so you know, um, based on that, I think you know the Antichrist will have been revealed, and and he would have been persecuting the the remnant of believers um, who were still around. And many will be beheaded, and and there'll be awful things, a lot of awful tribulation. I believe that will be at the hand of the um, uh, the antichrist, um, directly or indirectly. 
um, either by him directly for some, perhaps, mm. or indirectly by his instruction to his minions and his thugs and all that kind of thing. Just talk of guillotines in America, like people have seen yep. that they've got all these yep. guillotines in storage. Yep. Yeah, they do. They've got a lot of stuff in reserve. I remember 11 years ago seeing some articles about guillotines and trains. So, um, you know, train carriages and, um, yeah, a lot of stuff. It, 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 I, I wouldn't, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of that stuff around the place. I just think there's infrastructure that's just sitting, waiting, waiting to be used. So I think, you know, we've got to be prepared, eh? Well, I saw a video where they're building quarantine centers. They're sort of like they're like tiny houses, but just one level. Yep. And they're in they're in rows, blocks of and, houses know, that are only about when, three and a half meters wide. And you know, when you go into something like that, you know, it's 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 a really easy one way trip, but it's a very difficult way out of that. You know, that that's a you know that that's a broad path into those facilities but a very mm. once you've put yourself into those that confinement they're not going to let you out you're going to have to really be you know um playing the game um jumping every hoop fiery hoop that they sort of put up for you to jump through and mm. you know they're going to continually move the goalpost back and you you won't be coming out of those facilities easily i mean i get these miq things and so on it's all very sort of um, civilized at the moment, but mm. when this sort of starts to, it could get nasty. Is, eh? It's going to get nasty. It's not prisons it's going to. And mm. the thing, the it's thing all gradual, isn't saying, it? Just softly, yeah. softly, catchy monkey. Very it gradually, I'm, just I'm slowly, also, low, get worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah, and and what I'm sort of picking up on little cues here and there is that I feel like all of this stuff and this real like um, the, this attack on our freedoms is originally was under the sort of guise of health. But I think as it starts to become more normalized and people are sort of like, oh, well, of course I have to show a vaccine passport to get into, you know, into a shop or to mm. go anywhere. It's normal like the mask wearing. Do, yeah, and I think what they're going to start to do is remove terminology like vaccine from the passport. And now it's just going to be, oh, I have to show my passport to do anything yeah. Yeah. and go anywhere. And it's going to be really gradual. And what they're going to start to do is they're going to start to peel away the the health facade, and what's going to be left behind is the this blight on the freedoms that we used to have. And so it's going to start to be normal. Like, well, of course you've got to be taken away from your family into an isolation center. Maybe not necessarily because of health concerns, but just for other reasons, right? You know, like it, it starts to get people comfortable with the idea that somebody might need to be removed from society for a while, maybe because they're not fitting in with the health regime, or maybe they just mm. don't fit in with freedom of speech. You know, they're saying things that just aren't politically correct anymore. And we so put you away for the greater good. Put you away. You know, we're just yeah. going to remove you for a little while, yeah. quarantine for the greater society good. from you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can see how subtle it would be, but I mean, people want to get out and protest their, their freedom, like their human rights and stuff. Look, I agree, but what's, I think it's been pretty obvious this past two years that so-called human rights aren't worth the paper they're on. Nah. I mean, you know, you can claim human rights, but I mean, 
the human rights that we're supposed to have, we should be able to, we're supposed to have the freedom to travel and congregate. And that's they're gone. Like, yeah. You can't. They shouldn't be allowed to stop can't. people coming to Wellington. Exactly. There was talk of north of Wellington. If they saw you were coming to the thing, you know, had all your protesting flags or, you know, stuff on your car, they were stopping people and yeah. turning them around. I, I can't yeah. verify that. But that's and, and that's against the Bill of Rights. Even even entering in and out of Auckland without these, you know, doing a test and so on. Yeah, that's without. just outrageous. It is outrageous, and this is stuff that we assumed that was untouchable, and yet they've just de- they've put it. It, it showed <laughs> us they can do it. I wonder whether the COVID thing, the whole thing, is just a, a trial run, just to see if they can, uh, how hard it's going to be to bring in this actual um, marking system where you can't buy or sell without it. Absolutely. I have absolutely no doubt. I think this was a dry mm. run. And I think nothing they, to do with they, the vaccine at all. It's all to do with nothing to do with the vaccine. Financial control. Total control absolutely. of the human being. Yeah. Total control. And I think ultimately yeah. where this is going to go, I do think there's a element to the salt market of beast of transhumanism. I, I yeah. have this feeling. I, I could be completely off track with this, but I have a feeling that it's going to be modifying the DNA to such an extent that you are I don't, how can I put it like sufficiently non human? <laughs> There's enough of you're, you're no longer classified fully as a pure human. I know that probably sounds a bit cheesy, but if you're DNA, yeah, well, that, that would make sense enough, because doesn't it say further on? Sorry, mate, I've talked over you. Um, no, doesn't it say yeah. further? Have you got your volume really low or something because you don't seem to hear me? Oh, sorry, Must have. go ahead. That's all right. I just day. wondered whether you had your volume low because that happens to John. I talk, I'm talking and he doesn't hear that I'm talking. It's because he's got the volume <laughs> so low he can't hear me. Because otherwise we get the feedback. Have you got headphones on or you just got the phone down low? No, I just phone down low. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what it is. Um, but it's better. It's a better quality than talking to those little headsets, eh? Yeah, just yeah. using the phone mic. But you just got to turn the volume down. Um, where does it say in the Revelation? Oh, I'm in there now. Um, it talks about. Further on, it says all the people that take this mark, yep, they can't buy and sell, but they all get sick. They all have sores. Yeah. Well, if you've got sores presenting on your body, that stinking sores, pussy, festering things, there's something yeah. wrong inside. You didn't pick yeah. it up off the dog. That come, you oh, know, absolutely. those that stuff comes from inside. Yep. And then it says they can't, they can't actually go to heaven. They, they can't, their, their part well, is within the lake of fire. God destroys them. That's, that's so they must be changed, right. eh, when they take that's, this mark. Yeah, that's why I think, you know, that those are probably being my strongest proof texts for this would be, why could somebody not, why could somebody be just immediately just shut out of the possibility of being able to go to heaven? And it's the only... Just the only, for wanting to buy and sell. The only being that I know that can be redeemed through the blood of Christ is a human being. Like mm. an angel can't be redeemed. Oh, I like see. A, a, an angel that fell cannot be redeemed. So it we don't. actually, if we take that mark, we change into a, a non-human entity. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's, that's the, an idea that's you've got. That's my understanding. Yeah, that's my mm. idea. Like I, I'm, so I sort of corrupted. Think like if, if somebody takes the mark of the beast, you know, like remember when in Genesis, I think it's Genesis six, and it talks about like um, the sons of the God angels came down. Yeah. yeah, I was just thinking and, that as you said that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was just thinking this, that as you said it. Mm. Yeah, and you've got these things that are born. Um, you know, people t- 
describe them as like um, I think it's a nephilim or something, but it's like yep. the giant sort of semi-human, semi-giant thing. Mm. But, Hang on, you know, the giants were the offspring of these beings. I mean, Angels, there's, there's also weren't they? In, like I think some of this actually goes back to like some a lot of like the ancient mythology, like Greek mythology and stuff, where there were these demigod type. You know, there's yeah. even stuff like the Pegasus and all these sort of weird like creatures that are sort of mm. hybrid. It's probably like, true, isn't it? And, there's probably some truth uh, in it. I think there's an element of truth to some of this stuff. Mm. Either way, I mean, whatever these things are, they're sort of maybe partly human, but they're not human. They're just mm. that's the thing. They're partly human, and you can't be redeemed if you're partly human. You've got to be human. So, do you do you think it's just that that they took this mark? They chose to take a mark. Uh, Why would I they just, get? You think I mean, it, you think yeah. it's, that's what it is? It transforms their body. You think God would give them a a warning and say, "Hey, I suppose He has given them a warning. He's he written has, it in the book, Bible, Revelations thirteen. Yeah. And you know, the other thing too that sort of came to mind, and it's it's kind of like unrelated, but it's kind of just a thought. There are mm. there are certain sins that you know, like when when you when you sin, you can be like there's this forgiveness available, right? Like yeah. know, repentance and confession of sin to Jesus and, and forsaking you know, it, forsaking it. Mm. There's forgiveness there, and, and people can be forgiven, have that wiped away. But that doesn't mean like there are certain sins that, as much as you can be forgiven you can't undo the consequence of that sin. For example, if you yep. murder somebody, and as much as I can be forgiven for murdering somebody, I can't bring that person back. You know, they, they're gone. Like, that's, a, that's an, like, besides a, a miracle from God of actually bringing that person back from the dead, like, nine times out of ten, the consequence of my sin is is unreversible at that point. That person will have, you know, can't be brought back. Um and, and, you know, that idea just sort of came to mind with this whole thing of taking the mark of the beast in a way. It's sort of like, you know, people who have done that, if this does involve modifying their DNA, it's a sin that has a physical consequence that is, you know, second to an actual miracle of God, you can't do anything about. You know, you've actually changed something physically in your physical body. And... You know, if, if it does mean you're no longer human, it, it, mm. to me, that kind of puts some explanation as to sort of why, you know, you are just immediately cancelled out of the kingdom. Like, there is no opportunity, there's no hope, there's no redemption. You know. John, sorry to interrupt. John G's just put a, um, uh, put a YouTube link in there. Some people say, oh, I can't copy them. When you're on your phone, you just hold your finger on that link and it'll come up with a little weird copy above it and it's done automatically, yeah, I think. You I just hold it for a, a second or two. You try it. You I've just hold it on it. And, yeah, and it will work. a couple of times. It doesn't seem to work for me. <clears throat> you, have you tried I, Have you got an iPhone? Hey, we're no, going to get cut off. Yeah. So if we get cut off, um, until next that's time. it. Until next time, yeah. So And so sorry um, for those that did want to come in. Um, I didn't actually have the – I see there's a few that have tried and a few people disagreeing with you. That's okay. You're allowed to. Um, 
We don't cancel people here. No, yeah, you're allowed to talk. Um, it's better that you do all the religious stuff because <laughs> I'm supposed to be the host. I'm supposed to be unbi- uh, unbiased, but um, I am a Christian and I do believe what you say. I'm not sure about the rapture though. We're going to get chopped off in a minute, so people, if we get cut off, it'll it'll be it. But um, after this, I will put out the um, the interview that I've been promising for the last four hours for that John had with um, Brett Powers. <laughs> power um yeah so i i kind of agree john and i believe that we'll be caught up to meet the lord before the antichrist is revealed okay and um yeah have a look at that link taker i'll copy it now because i can do it and yeah, i'll send it to you for some reason i can't copy links can you send it to me on um signal yeah i'm going to do that yeah. i'm going to do that cool, after this so i've got it copied now i'm going to do that um but I won't do it right now because I just want to see if I can do it with my iPhone. Did you say you had an iPhone? No, I've got a cheap warehouse Android phone. Google's oh. watching me. App- Let me see. Apple's if I, watching you, the... but Google's watching. Oh, okay. Yeah, you should be able to do it. You normally just hold on to it. Here we go. It's, it's I'm just on my other phone. So if I go in there now, I'm going to turn the volume down. So you see Grant Evers just came in? Just came in. Oh, I turn my volume down. Um now I'm going to try and that one that John did. So I just hold it on the link. Yeah, and it says copy. Oh, then you've got to hit the word copy. You, you try it. You hold your finger down on it. Yeah, it doesn't work on Android. Doesn't it? Me, it's, yeah, that's, that's ah. a bummer. Because that would be a handy yeah. tip. Hey, I can't believe it. they've allowed me to go two, two hours and four minutes and 14 seconds. Normally they get chop us off about two minutes ago. Anyway, um, 